Welcome to another episode of Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the show. Listeners, we have something pretty crazy for you today. We have a topic that, uh, well, I would just dare to say most people are afraid to talk about. You know, we're about going big. We're about expressing thoughts and ideas that, well, may not be popular in all conversation circles. So today is about feeling muzzled at work. Do you feel like you have a literal muzzle on your face and you cannot discuss how you feel politically? Do you feel like you are, well, locked in a box where you can't share your opinions about, well, culture, current events, or anything that's going on in the world around you? So here's our topic for today. People actually feel muzzled at work when it, well, when diversity of thought is no longer encouraged. And I know, I know we have listeners around the world. So if you are not in the United States, I think you will enjoy this dialogue regardless of what continent you call home. So what happened to honor among gentlemen and women? At some point in the recent past, dissenting points of view became mutually exclusive, meaning we only have one thought that fits the popular narrative and everything else, well, is canceled. Can we disagree and support each other? Even better, can we disagree and commit to each other? But best of all, can we disagree and love one another? You know, once upon a time in the United States, I was able to watch politicians vigorously disagree on the chamber floor and then head to a favorite lunch spot together. I mean, they would beat each other up verbally and then go have lunch together. Have we allowed this invisible army known as the cancel culture to create hate and animosity among what would otherwise be normal humans? Have we convicted people in the court of popular opinion for having any, any dissenting point of view? How do we opine for diversity in one breath and then convict our brother for seeing the same reality through a different lens? People, that just doesn't make sense to me. And we can blame politicians for this reality. And they're guilty. They're, they're always guilty of something. But they're guilty of sowing hatred to score sound bites and clickbait for ratings. And these politicians do this in public and are rewarded greatly for fear-mongering by a culpable press. Are we just as guilty in the privacy of our homes, campuses, businesses, and other echo chambers? Everybody's taught rule number one in business. No politics. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's discuss why that is a mistake. And I know you're probably thinking, John, are you crazy? 
we can't talk politics at work. We can't talk politics at school. We can't talk politics over dinner. Well, people, that's the problem. I believe there is a large segment of the population who live in fear of their own convictions right now. And this is mainly for the United States, but it may be applying in some of the countries some of you live in. But when polled, these same people are afraid to speak honestly about what they believe at their core. They're afraid to be open about the values they hold dear. And when asked, they deflect. They deflect to a neutral answer that avoids their truth. Does this perpetuate passive-aggressive tendencies that already exist in the name of social calm? In other words, let's just not rock the boat. In the business world, I encourage leaders to spar and rumble in the name of learning and creativity. I mean, the path forward is often in the middle of otherwise personal positions. I even coach executives to have team members assume the role of devil's advocate during meetings so that they can optimize solutions and avoid groupthink. I teach leaders to withstand a barrage of clarifying questions in order to understand difficult issues. And then I have the leaders just listen. They can't speak to their peers discuss what they are hearing from that leader. And folks, the outcome is enlightenment that cannot be accessed by our own way of thinking. I mean, when we dig into a position, considerate dialogue stops. When we espouse opinions rather than ask questions, dialogue stops. And listen to this. A monologue about personal values or beliefs remains just that, a monologue. True understanding comes from consideration rather than a position. And convincing yourself does not win an argument. The magic happens during consideration. When we open our minds to consideration, we are learning. When we stop considering, well, we get stuck. We lose momentum, and that is the problem. Momentum in our mind creates learning and vice versa. I know there's an axiom here somewhere. An axiom is a self-evident truth. The truth is hidden inside, get this, the velocity of our thoughts. Without momentum in our minds, without momentum in our thoughts, no matter how incremental, we stop learning. Asking questions creates mental velocity. Making statements stops this mental velocity. So what's the answer? A more beautiful question is the answer. Warren Berger, he's a journalist and innovation expert, shares the most powerful forces for igniting change is simple. It's underappreciated and it's called a question. And I love what he says. He says, questioning deeply, imaginatively, beautifully helps us understand and boost opportunities, create powerful ideas, and get this, solve problems. I agree. I agree with Warren Berger. Today, many people feel muzzled at work. 
Opinions about anything controversial are no longer accepted. Conversations are mitigated. In other words, they're cut off to the point that everyone assumes people think and believe the same way or they're the opposite. This is dangerous. We need, we need sincere dialogue with each other to understand points of view. People with power, media and politicians, use trigger words to stop the conversation that leads to mutual understanding. Label someone a racist, the conversation is over. Trigger words like that are labels that halt organic dialogue. And once you label an idea or worse, an individual, there's no place to go mentally. You're stuck and you're divided. Media, including social media, has the power to sit in judgment while the individual is powerless. They are the proverbial powers that be who judge others through their own narrow lens of reality. And this is, this is evident because journalism has been replaced with editorial opinion through headlines. And what's so powerful about this, if most people only read digital headlines, they form an opinion based on the bias from the headline writer. And ironically, this negates the need for the reader to actually read the article, to read the information. They get the message from the headline. And here's what's so curious to me. A neutral headline might actually encourage more readers. So here's the application of business. And this is going to be scary. But it's time for organizational managers to lead teams through this conundrum. They need to encourage healthy dissension about difficult topics like race, religion, and politics at work. And I know this sounds scary, but stay with me. Stay with me. It may seem counterintuitive. However, healthy teams are fearless, fearless when it comes to difficult conversations. Your people do not feel safe at work during this heated political environment. They feel like they must walk on eggshells and are in constant fear that people will learn what they really think and believe. And this mitigation of personal values, it's not just limited to politics. If people are afraid to be genuine about one topic, it will infect their conversations about other topics on the team. Fear is the ultimate paralytic. It stops everything dead in its tracks. Get this, fear and safety are binary. I mean, it's one or the other. You feel safe or you feel at risk. And effective leaders guide difficult conversations through the minefields by addressing trigger words head on. For example, if someone says, we must be responsible during this pandemic, an effective leader might say, be careful. Responsible may be a trigger word. It implies others who feel differently are irresponsible. The solution is to look for observable facts. Behind observable facts always exist judgments. And we have to look for the observable facts behind these judgments. People say, what do I do with this, John? How do I, how do I address this? 
Well, higher level communication skills are the solution to challenges facing many organizations today. And here's the sad part. Sadly, managers are unarmed and not equipped to handle difficult conversations, so these conversations are avoided. Modeling this behavior reinforces avoidance as the best path for survival on the team. On the other hand, conversely, when a manager models difficult conversations, people feel safe to be honest about other issues facing the team. Get this, fear is an indicator of conversations you need to have with the team. If you're afraid to discuss politics or race with your team, you need to have a conversation. Because we feed fear with time. The more you wait, the longer you wait, the larger fear grows in your mind. People are tired of being muzzled. It is stressful and highly corrosive for both team unity and productivity. And this applies to my North American listeners primarily. But listen to this. As the election approaches, this stress, this corrosive team environment will grow. When the election is over, it will be even more essential for managers to lead a dialogue with the team. If you're not sure to how to have these conversations, get some help. Do not sit this obligation out. Your people are depending on you to make them feel safe challenging whatever popular narrative exists within the organization. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. It is a difficult look at a challenging situation. Politics is only exacerbating the problem. It's only magnifying the problem. The real problem is we don't communicate with each other. And going big means you're going to transition from manager to leader and lead these difficult conversations. Because that's where trust is built. That's where we unite in the middle of both perspectives. So I challenge you, go big. Go big with hard conversations. If you don't know how, ask for help. There's plenty of people out there that can help you have these difficult conversations. But that's the difference between being a manager and being a leader. The leader goes big. This is a podcast for people crazy enough to win. And in this challenging time, the pandemic, the economy, an election season, it doesn't get much more difficult than this. If you can thrive through this difficulty with your team, you will come out on the other side stronger, more effective, and people will feel safe to tell you the truth, not what they think you want to hear. So go big with your conversations because you're crazy enough to win. Until next time.